Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's a charity stripe at your free throws because they're free Fisher, Disopolis, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider. So much football to discuss. We have a bonus episode coming out with pro football doc, Dr. David Chow. Nick and I jumped on with him at the halftime of the Bills-Jets game in an emergency pod. It was absolutely crazy. Horrible news, uh, what we're assuming with Aaron Rodgers. But great news this weekend. Our Texas Longhorns pretty much kicked the crap out of Alabama in the second half. Once Alabama retook the lead 16 to 13, the horns never looked back. Went into Tuscaloosa, did what many people thought 90% of the public thought the bets going towards Alabama was impossible. We thought possible. No doubt in our minds, never a sweat. It was always the horns. And even better news than that, big congratulations to our very own DJ, Nikki Snacks Kreider. We now will have a Mrs. Snacks uh, soon to be in the building. Very exciting stuff. Nick is engaged. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. It was a great weekend. <laughs> and what was what was better, the engagement or or the horn? I mean, look, it's you've tough. known you, you love Brit, but you've only known her like for a couple of years. We've been right. a, we've been a part of the horns for a decade now. Yeah, it's true. But let's be honest, that have the horns ever loved me back? You know, they're starting to finally show their love. So uh we'll we'll see if they keep it up. I mean, I was telling a buddy of mine. He asked if this was the best weekend of my life. And I said, you know, I might have to plan our wedding the day before the national championship, just in case. You know what I mean? So we could have a, a double whammy weekend. <laughs> That'd be yep. electric. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, it really has to stack up there for you. And honestly, for me, it was, it was definitely the best experience I ever had as a Texas football fan, as it should be. Like they're, they have, I mean, they've never, I mean, what the Georgia game, like where they, Oh, like we didn't play half or half our guys set out because of draft prep and whatever. Like, no, this is like truthfully the best experience I've ever had outside of signing Arch Manning and Quinn Ewers. <laughs> like, yeah. like that's the best experience I've ever had. It was fun smacking OU 49, nothing. However, yep. it gets a little boring after a while, you know? I mean, also OU wasn't as good as Bama. So, you know, we'll see. The only thing that I'm like not concerned about, but I just hope Bama's good all season. I hope that's not a thing where it's like, oh, this is their down year, and everyone's like, oh, Texas squeaked one out because Bama's not who they usually are. Well, I think it's their down year, but I also think it doesn't matter. Like, in that, and that doesn't matter as much because we go to Tuscaloosa, which is still a brutal place to play. It's not like, okay, even if it is Bama's down year, they still have NFL talent across the board. Like, Kool-Aid McKinstry and Dallas Turner, those guys are still going to be pros, to name a few. Like, their offensive line is probably the best offensive line we'll see all season, right? Yeah. Like, and their weapons are still good. Yeah. And yeah. so, Toss, what do you want to jump in there and say? No, I was just going to echo the sentiment um, that you were Best speaking of Nick's life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, like Burton, right? That guy is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, they have, they have true yeah. NFL weapons, even if they do have a, a bad season. I, I can't imagine this Alabama team lo- wins less than eight games, right? And, and acknowledging that they're in the SEC and that that strength of schedule is automatically just at the top of the charts. Like even if they win eight games, you know, when we played them is meaningful. What they were ranked at the time is meaningful. I mean, I know it mean it will mean less eight weeks from now, but we are where we need to be. We're the fourth team in the nation. 
if we win out, <laughs> like not many people have a chance at, at chipping away and, and putting and putting them ahead of us. Like it's ours to lose now at this point. So we're we're incredibly excited. I mean, I'll just throw out that that Notre Dame game. Um, Notre Dame ended up being bad by the end of the season, but week one, I think when we were juniors, that was a huge That's win fun. at the time. Um, it, it was at DKR. I just remember that being an awesome yeah. dub for us. But again, they all pale in comparison to 05 when VY did what he did um, fourth and long. So this is a huge win, huge momentum for UT. But yeah. NFL was almost as crazy as college was this boys like this weekend week one and we'll we're start already off with getting Monday night man yeah cool. that was at the that was the craziest that was the craziest week one game I've ever seen it was a great week one game did you talk about Monday night or just in general talking about, I'm talking about, I, th- I thought week one was very strong but I'm talking about Monday night I, I thought that okay. Monday night game with the downs we had with the Rogers injury and it seemingly being season end season ending injury, which is just horrible, horrible, horrible. I said this with the Dr. Chow show, Nick and you and I both agreed that we, we watched hard knocks. We fell in love with Aaron Rodgers again. Like we thought he, he was an amazing character there. We were really pulling for the New York jets, you know, to finally get out of the doldrums. Um, but you know, Robert solid flexed, man. He, I, Alan turned the ball over four times when well, they wanted special teams. Here's what I'll say. When we were hopping on at halftime, you and I were both saying, dang, we lost that bet that we picked last week of the Jets, you know, beating the Bills. And for oh, us, we crushed was, it last week. Yeah, exactly. And we hit the bet even with Rodgers going down. And, you know, I just – I knew that there was no way that Salah was going to let this team lose on a day like this on September 11th, you know, in New York – I mentioned that Salah's brother was in one of the towers during seven or during nine eleven, and uh, made it out. And it made Salah fall in love with the game more because he wanted to do what he loves and, and follow his heart. So you know, there's just bigger things at play. You know, when you're playing football and there's there's things that are not on the field that you know are completely out of your control. Um, and in my mind, I know there was no way they're going to lose. But then Rodgers goes down and. Look, there's a reason that they brought him in. Of course, he's got a veteran presence, but I'm sure he's passed down so much knowledge to Zach Wilson since he's been there during camp. I mean, you can see he's taking him under his wing. He's teaching him things here and there. Zach Wilson, by all accounts, was I was impressed. I feel like he sensed pressure well. Yes, you know, there were times when you can tell he kind of looked like a kid out there, but he didn't make many mistakes. There was not any turnovers there was no bad thrown balls i mean he was taking his line was falling apart but that's not on him right i mean he was evading pressure you know he, he got he got the ball out quick so i mean i don't think this season's a complete wash i mean i think they can figure it out with a defense like that um the defense though for sure shined out of anyone i mean four turnovers uh the sacks you know creating pressure non-stop the only thing that i really saw was they were getting gassed here and there by James Cook. But I just think he's a really talented running back, and they've got a great offensive line. Um, but also special teams was sound, too. I mean, Zerline made all of his kicks. Um, you know, Morstead did a great job punting, you know, flipping the field position. And, of course, I mentioned it to you guys over text. Xavier Gibson, as soon as he touched that ball, they had space. I was like, oh, this is perfect setup for him. He was one of the hard knocks favorites, right? Yeah. The end of the season. <laughs> that they were on the fridge of keeping and cutting and they end up keeping them. And look, it pays off, you know, special teams wins you games. Yes. I mean, we say, we say it's one of our trademarks, like our under undersold trademarks of the charity trip. You could win and lose games in special teams all the time. 
and having a strong special teams. We knew this Jets defense was going to be good. It was a hellish night for Josh Allen. He, he did not enjoy playing at MetLife tonight, I can tell you that much. And Brees Hall, you know, again, he tossed, you said 85%. I fine, but I think we're going to see him at 100% real soon. And if, as long as they can run the football with Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson make an amazing catch here and there. Alan Lazard, you know, was was involved in the passing game a little bit. I mean, there was one ball where Zach Wilson hit him right on the money. I think Lazard bobbled it because he was so surprised how good the ball was. But, I mean, look, I think this Jets team, we're going to see the true colors next week when they head to Dallas. Uh, that was probably when we go to the takeaways. The takeaways for me was how strong these defenses were in week one. And I know that offenses kind of take a little bit to get going, especially with the starters sitting out in a lot of preseason games. Yeah. But the Browns defense, the Cowboys defense, very impressive week ones. Niners. Niners defense. I'll even say my Patriots defense. Like like seven of those points in were, were was from a Darius Slay pick six. Like the Patriots held the defending champion Eagles like on offense to 18 points. Like a very impressive, you know, very impressive, not to be a homer, but very impressive. Like it, it, the, the, those defenses were good outside of the chargers and the dolphins who ironically played each other. I was a little underwhelmed offensively across the board. Chargers of course, find a way to charge it up. They were the only team this weekend that scored more than 21 points and did not win. I just, yeah, they have found a way to charger it up, but I don't like Toss and I were talking before you got on. Cause we have Tyreek Hill in a bunch of leagues and we have him in the league that we share a team together. Like, He's just a, and I know the Chiefs won last year. I just do not know how you trade a guy like Tyreek Hill. He's just such a knockout punch to me. Yeah, you know, he 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 really is. Like he's a guy like, and just like, it, he's different than Justin Jefferson. Like there's a chance that he could really, that by the end of the season, be regarded as better than Justin Jefferson. And Justin Jefferson was lights out, amazing too. And but they lost that game. Like Tyreek, he Hill, was. That's that's not true. Actually, he was lights out in the first half. Yes, and then he, he was lights out. And then, yes, he was not available, basically. He was playing. He was on the field, but he was a non-factor in the second half. Um, I, I do think while – I don't – Nick, I don't want to – I want to disagree because I don't think y'all chargered it. I really don't. Like, y'all ran – good. You ran the ball for 200 yards. That was yeah. something that we asked from the Chargers. Kellen Moore delivered. Josh Kelly looked like a different guy. Like, 100%. Let's, I need to see, like, three to five weeks of the Chargers before I, I like, write y'all off. The thing that is just obviously so glaring to me is that Herbert has set a record for his first three years as a Charger or in his career for points scored, right? The team has scored more points than any other quarterback has in his first three seasons. And in the same three seasons, a defense has allowed the most points for a quarterback in the three-year stretch as well. So he's getting screwed left and right by his team every single season and that ultimately comes down to coaching. Defense yeah. comes down to coaching. I mean, obviously, they've got plenty of talented players in that defense. They've got all pro Derwin James. They've got Khalil Mack. They've got Joey Bosa. They've got J.C. Jackson. Kenneth Murray is a good linebacker they have. You know, they, they draft really well. You know, there's, there's some good young pieces on that defense. But there is something systematically wrong with the Chargers defense that is beyond just play. Well, there's – they will never see a team like the Dolphins the rest of the season. Sure. The, the Dolphins, bro, are I, – the, the, I'm with you. Like, no sacks is a big issue. Like, and Tua's, like, not that mobile of a guy. Like, 
no. no sacks is a big issue, especially when you're like your big guys are like Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. Like those are your big defensive players. Like that is a massive issue, but I'm with you toss. Like that Dolphins team is the antithesis of what I saw from like a Panthers team or like a Texans team where if I'm a defense, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go after these young guys this week and, and, and really put something up against them. Like this Dolphins team, like it, it, I'm the, the biggest, the biggest tell is going to be for me on Sunday night when they go to Foxborough, like, Again, like I was saying, offenses tend to start a bit slower than, than defenses do, and there's no better person than to, to tune up a defense against this, you know, Mike McDaniel offense than Bill Belichick. But if Bill has a tough time against this Dolphins defense, I think we're looking at, as long as everyone stays healthy, a really serious Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I mean, as, as you can see, I mean, how many unders hit this weekend? I mean, it was probably, I don't know, 12 of the... If you did the parlay, guys... If you did it, it worked. Well, it worked. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, yes, of course it, it worked, but not all the underdogs won. But like, how many no. of the actual unders hit? I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell you if you guys want to. What were let's well, go the to Jet, like a, the, the Monday night game. The under hit. The yeah, Sunday yeah. night game. The under hit. Surprisingly. <laughs> a, well, one team did it by one team had 40 points. The other team had zero. Yeah, the only team in the NFL not to score points yet is the New York Giants. <laughs> I mean, they, I didn't mention them. I, I mentioned the Cowboys, but I'll go, I'll kind of, you know, build a little structure back and just kind of go with my takeaways. Um, takeaway number one, the Giants have some serious looking in, the, looking in the mirror to do. Now there's a situation where sometimes games just get out of hand. Like I remember like the year the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. They had like a couple games. There was even that one game against the Saints. They lost like 30 to three. Their offense looked abysmal. It looked like they weren't going to be able to get over the hump. And, like, you know, they were like a first-round exit, second-round exit playoff team. Like, the Saints were going to be a kryptonite for them. But they got to the playoffs. They beat the Saints, and they were completely fine. Do I think that's going to happen for the New York football Giants? No, because the Buccaneers had Tom Brady and the, the Giants have Danny Dimes. So they have a lot of looking in the mirror to do. Um, Waller was, I guess, the lone bright spot. I get. Like, I mean, it, it was I a pretty, I, pretty disastrous game. I need to – I need to see more. This game was this game was over at the beginning of the second quarter. Like, yeah, I how I can't evaluate the tape from the second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. Not from the Cowboys' offense. Like as a Cowboys fan, I want to see them up against this Jets defense next week and see Mike McCarthy now calling the plays, what he dials up and what that looks like. Like, there's there's not enough. I need to see Dable against the Cardinals team who actually looked pretty scrappy against the commanders and, and almost snuck that one away from uh, the Washington and Sam Howell. Good for you, Sam Howell. He was I, fired. He was fired up. But if I were a commanders fan, I would not necessarily be that fired up about that W, but I, I got to give Dable a little bit of time because that game was over. Yeah. So, yeah. so early. And like, it's I mean, week there's one, like we, we have to throw out the caveat. Like you can't overreact too much about everything. No, yeah. but I will. I do want to say though, of like the the playoff contenders, like we sat here and we're like, all right, the Water Falcons are going to be really good. We sat here and like the Bengals are going to be really good. You know, we sat here like the Vikings may not win the division, but they're going to be a playoff team. And then we sat here and said that the New York Football Giants are going to be contending for at least a playoff spot. Of all those four teams I listed, the team I am most concerned with, for sure, is the New York Football Giants. Yeah, I mean, when you're getting shut out and then you're losing by forty points, you you have to be concerned. I think with I think with the teams that you mentioned, you know, in that mix, like, okay, the Vikings lose by three. Bucks, you know, I think a lot of people are, are hit and miss on them. You know, it's it's a team that still has a pretty good defense, um, really just contingent on Baker Mayfield. 
right? If he can play well and if he plays like the Baker Mayfield he was like three years ago for the Browns, I mean, they still have Mike Evans who had a great game and Chris Godwin. And I mean, Rashad White didn't look that great, but they could figure out the run game. They're not that bad of a team, you know? That's what, I'm, that's what I was trying to say to y'all. The, 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 the Bengals, I think, like, you know, are a team that – they maybe they rush Joe Burrow back from injury. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like people are saying, maybe he doesn't play to week five. And look, with the Browns defense, that's a really stout defense that a lot of people I think have being one of the top in the league. And you know, you got Mr. Consistency and Nick Chubb that always puts up a nice, quiet, you know, hundred yard game. Um, <laughs> so I mean, with these teams that that fell flat of their expectations this week, I mean, I, I'm not super concerned. I mean, week one, you know, sometimes it's all about who makes the least amount of mistakes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I will say, Bengals. I need that. I this doesn't mean anything to me in regards to them. They started poorly last season, and look where they ended up at the end of it. Two seasons ago, they also started poorly. Like that might just be something that this team does. I'm with you on the Browns. I think I said maybe Nick would. It was just Josh and I last week. Like, if Deshaun Watson is a seven and a half out of ten, like yeah. if he's not last year, and maybe he's not 2019 Deshaun Watson or 2018 Deshaun Watson. I think a seven and a seven and a half out of ten, Deshaun Watson is good enough for this Browns team to make the playoffs. He ran for a touchdown. Um, he looked pretty good in that second half. Not quite, not MVP caliber, but when you have Nick Chubb and you have Miles Garrett and the rest of that defense, like Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper, you can get somewhere. Donovan Peoples Jones looked nice. I, I am worried about the Vikings though, because one thing is very evident to me, at least, and I think a lot of people had this same notion going into the season alexander madison is not dalvin cook and dalvin cook is a stud and the jets should be very excited that they have dalvin cook and Brees hall because that is a nasty one-two punch if they cannot run the football effectively i don't care if they have justin jefferson or not i don't care if they drafted a guy who's also going to be a stud jordan addison who caught a touchdown pass in his first game the play action pass makes kirk cousin a top 15 quarterback and if they don't have that they, I don't think they're going to win the NFC North. Not what I saw. Not not what I saw from a Packers team who executed perfectly. And perfectly. you know what? I I think when it comes down to the whole whether or not Jonathan Taylor gets traded discussion, right? Obviously, he's, oh, yeah. he's first four weeks or he's on the pup. But these teams have three, four weeks to figure out if they have run games, you know. And if they don't, and they feel like they're a team that needs to win right now, then you better make a call to Indianapolis to make sure that you get the run game started and Minnesota should be one of the first teams to do that. Yeah. They, I, I completely agree. And that was, but they were one of the teams we've been listening from the jump. Like here, there are things, there are a couple of things I would say that were maybe news to us as a show week. One of the things that wasn't news to us was the Minnesota's run game was going to be questionable. Like that's something we've been saying from the jump. Like I asked you guys and best to believe, like what were the teams that we thought the, that should go after the Jonathan Taylor was one of the first teams we listed was the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. I mean, I think that's easy for us to see because it's like Alexander Madison has been a backup his entire career and we know what he, what he does, but I think it's harder when you're so close to players in organizations and you see them every single day, you see the workout, you see what they put up in the weight room, you see them run, you, you see how athletic they are. You see what they mean to a locker room. Like there's things that we don't see as fans, you know, just casually watching him play that organizations, you know, want to give a guy a chance. You know, I mean, maybe he's flashed really good signs in camp against his teammates, you know, during yeah. scrimmages and stuff like that. But you really don't know how a player plays, running back at least, 
until he gets out there and plays against another defense. Well, this is a, a Buccaneers defense that always has defended the run. Exceptionally they have a good well. run defense. They yeah. have Levante David. They have Vita Vea. Like they have guys on their team, playmakers, Devin White, that are built <clears throat> to stop the run. So, look, I'm not saying Madison's not a good NFL player. Like he will have a game where he bursts out and everyone's going to be in love with him again. But it's the consistency factor when you want to run the play action pass, game in, game out. And I just see that as a challenge for the Vikings going forward. Um, I do want to say one thing on the more thing on the Vikings before you just jump us off. If you are, I last year, their whole MO was close games and they lucked out. They were like 11 and 0 in like one score games or whatever, like ridiculous stat line that was. They lucked out a lot of the times in close games. Like eventually the shoe drops, you know, carriage turns from, you know, carriage to a pumpkin. Like, it's not going to be luck every single time for Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. Like if you're going to play in these tight games on a consistent basis and you're not going to be able to close out defensively and you're not going to be able to run the football, you're going to be in trouble. Baker Mayfield's like not a terrible quarterback. We last time the Browns, the Browns have been to the playoffs. Like I feel like once in our lifetime and it was with him. Like it's not like a terrible quarterback. So no, yeah, it, he's number one overall. Yeah. And, and most NFL games are close, not blowouts, like the Cowboys, like the 49ers. And that game came down to a third and manageable, like four or five. And Baker Mayfield ran for first down and closed the game out. And if he had gotten stopped short, then it would have been a different game. And the Vikings might have won. So you're exactly right, Josh. Like, you're not going to go 11-0. and 0. Maybe you go 7-4 and four and you still make the playoffs. Like, it's, it's, it's one week. I do think, though, just on the Jonathan Taylor front, like, if you're the Indianapolis Colts, and I know Richardson got banged up in that game, he was the most impressive rookie QB, in my opinion. I think you try as much as you possibly can to keep Jonathan Taylor on your team and to get him out there on the field because you it's all about the development of Anthony Richardson. And I think Steichen showed me that he and knows how to put him in the right places for him to be successful with his skill set. Uh, I was tremendously impressed with the play calling and the schemes and his decision-making. And I think they don't have a starting you want to talk about teams that don't have a starting running back out there like i know zach moss is hurt he'll come back um they had some serious yeah, running back woes and jo- they need john terrible out there that, Kareem that Hunt, like, what did Hunt do? yeah yeah deon jackson fumbled twice like what did cream hunt and leonard Fournette do like what did these guys do to not like be on like raw i don't i don't get it like maybe is it a money thing like no i think like the- i think nick's right like these teams they want to figure out what they do have right and if they don't need to make the move then they won't do it but I think some of these teams, in my opinion, one week of tape, like they're going to need to make the move. Yeah, I, I was on the on the. Let's go from young quarterbacks. I was most impressed with. I'm talking young quarterbacks. Anthony Richardson really impressed me. C.J. Stroud, I think I need to see more. I think they're they're probably a year away, but he was fine. Bryce Young, Bryce Young was a little lost in the sauce out there. Jordan Love was Jordan Love. Some incompletions, but Jordan Love was pretty nice. They also Christian Watson was out, so like I think that hurt him a little bit. But his yeah. checkdowns and his clean, pretty clean game out of him, like he moved the ball pretty well. And like the Packers, like like these teams, like the Browns and the Packers, they spend so much draft capital and free agent capital on the defense, so their defenses are built for like to, to contend. <clears throat> so yeah. like I'm not, I'm not like so, I'm not so shocked the Packers won. I'm a little disappointed in Justin Fields. I, I wrote in my notes, my takeaway was that the Bears have done everything wrong, and this is no new news, right? Like, to put Justin Fields in a position to succeed, and the in the Packers have done everything right to put Jordan Love in a position to succeed. I don't even know if he made a throw further than 20 yards down the field, and he didn't have to, and it didn't matter, and they still scored 30 points. And yes, mm-hmm. Aaron Jones 
is going to be limping into week two. I don't know if that hamstring might take him out a couple of weeks, but they have Dylan. They have Dobbs, who is really, really nice. Jaden Reed, Musgrave caught a great pass, almost walked into the end zone, but he fell on his butt. Um, like this Packers team, they have a good offensive line. They have great front seven. I'm not surprised that they won and that they're going to be a threat for this NFC North. I still don't know what the Bears are doing. They're absolute. It's chaos mode there. It was. I don't it's know pathetic. if it's chaos mode, but like there's teams that are in worse shape, in my opinion, that How, are more. Chaos did it mode. look, in my opinion, it looked no different from last year. It's again one game. Justin Fields is running for his life every single play. Every single play. But did we talk about it, guys? When guys break plays too quickly, like that was a beauty we said on our Texas Horns Up show. Like Quinn not being a runner forces him to stand in the pocket. He can't just break the play chaotically and just like Kyler starts scrambling around field starts scrambling around. There's a difference between like evading pressure and running at last resort. Then, all right, you feel a little heat, then you break the play and things get chaotic. I, I don't, I think they looked a little chaotic. I don't think their team franchise as a whole is in chaos mode. If there was one franchise as a whole that I would put in chaos mode, I would probably put the Broncos country. They stink. Broncos country stinks, dude. Yeah, they can't do anything. Their Broncos country is effed. I, I don't think they were that bad, to be honest. Well, Jimmy G just wins football games, bro. He definitely, <laughs> he definitely does. But I, I think we're at this like interesting, like standstill because last year, there was no control from Hackett as a head coach. He looked a lot better as a coordinator today, and it's clear that he is an excellent coordinator, not a great head coach but he didn't know what to do with Russ. And then I think in this game, like Sean Payton very much put training wheels on Russ and that's not how they're going to win football games, not against other teams in the AFC West. Like they're going to need Russ of three years ago. They're going to need to beat people downfield. They're going to need to take shots downfield. Like P Ryan and Javante Williams were fine. Um, but they're going to need Russ to be a good quality deep ball, medium ball thrower for them to, to beat some teams. Like their defense is great. But if they just dink and dunk their way against every opponent, they're they're never going to make the playoffs. Their over-under was eight and a half. They're certainly going to go under if they try and play this style of football going forward. I mean, I, it's not three years ago, Sean Payton. Like, you got to you gotta come up with more creative stuff. Yeah. Um, give me, before, Nick, you want to add a lovely uh, fantasy segment, Waiver Wire Weekly, to the, to, to the show, which I love. Before we get to that, Week one in the books, down the line. You could give me two if you want. Uh, we'll start with you, Toss. Give me a scorcher. Give me your hot take, or like maybe an overreaction or a hot take for the rest of the season prediction. Hmm. I, I am maybe joining hands with you here, Josh. Depending on what happens, I think because of the Aaron Rodgers injury, because of the offensive woes and inconsistencies from the Buffalo Bills, the New England Patriots can be a playoff team. I truly believe that their defense can get it done. Defense is nice. Defense is nice. All right. I, I like that. Um, and, you know, sorry, before I go to New Nick, was there a team that you were really felt really right about and a team you felt really wrong about? A quick maybe I was right, maybe I was wrong. Um, I think I felt I was probably wrong about the Pats. Okay. I think a lot of it is contingent. I thought they were clear cut the worst team in this division. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I do think it all rides on Mac Jones and he threw for 300 plus yards in this game. But I also think if he had tried a little bit harder, he could have tackled Darius Slay on that pick and it could have turned the game into a completely different. 
uh, a different ball game. Um, who I was right about, I mean, like the Cowboys, but like, I don't like, yeah. Did anyone think that we weren't going to be great? I hope no. not. Like, we're, we're studs. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll start there. I think I was, I was wrong about the Rams. Mm, D- didn't one. really think they were going to have a chance a great to one. battle here in, in Seattle. And, uh, you know, without Cooper Cup, their offense looked pretty good. You know, they found some guys to, to, to sub in there and, and, tease. Go is that a tease? Yards. It's a big tease for sure. Um, <laughs> we'll get there in a, in a quick moment. And then, um, yeah, I was, I think I was right about the Ravens and I mean, obviously they played against the Texans, but you know what they were able to do on defense and kind of get their run game going, uh, without JK Dobbins, get Justin Hill in there, you know, two touchdowns, Justice Hill in there, two touchdowns and just ease Lamar back into the mix. I think they're going to be a really big force to be reckoned with. In I, to add on to that before you go, Josh, I had in my notes that it's the most versatile. I've it, no Mark Andrews either. And they yeah. don't have Jacob Dobbins yeah, in the second half. Second half. That's the most versatile I've seen the Ravens offense ever look. They got Zay Flowers in the mix left and right. Odell they, had a couple of catches. Like I he had so many options each play. Like I am really into what I saw in week one of the Todd Monken Ravens offense. It was pretty mm-hmm. scary to me. Yeah, the J- yeah, JSN. I will a couple quick things. The JSN, Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnston, um, and Jordan Addison debuts. From what I saw on tape when they caught the ball, I was pretty impressed with. Although I want to see Johnson more involved, but Johnson I think didn't do much. Didn't do much, but he, he he caught some passes and he he was out there. I think he he, he had a he nice had like, like jet sweep, didn't he? Nick? Yeah, he. Is that what it was? They like ran. They, he had a I think he had a rushing attempt, which was interesting. He did not run the ball, but he had he had a couple. Maybe maybe I was maybe it was I was, I was overzealous when he caught the ball because I was rooting for him. Um, but I, Addison uh, JSN had a nice catch. Yeah, two catches then, for nine yards. Big big game. Yeah, I mean he'll get more involved. I mean maybe I was being overzealous, but I, I thought you know I'm I'm excited for all four of those guys. Flowers though and Addison really great debuts, and I yeah. thought pretty like you mentioned Steichen, D'Amico, Ryan's like for all things considered like pretty solid debut. Gannon like we gave him a lot of crap heading into the season because he looks like a absolute weirdo I'd never want to hang out with, but like the Cardinals defense and he's a defensive guy like showed up against I mean yeah against Sam Howell, but like look hey you you got to show up a little bit. They have weapons in in, in Washington. Um. Team I was wrong about, uh, 49ers, I completely overthought it. Um, they're not a house of cards. They're unbelievable. Uh, team I was right about, Buffalo Bills. I really thought they were going to take a step back, and I know it's one game, and but this is like our overreaction bit. I really thought – I really think Josh Allen's overrated. I'm sorry. Like, you, you can't turn the ball over in the National Football League. I don't care who the other team's quarterback is, who's in the game, who's out of the game. Like, these are professional football players. The Jets clearly found a way to win on special teams. Right. So when yep. a push came to shove, they kick field goals and they return to kick. So mm-hmm. if you're going to make mistakes on offense, it's going to bite you in the ass. And if they it, scored Buffalo, an offensive touchdown, give them some credit. Yeah. But okay. But, um, but they, but special teams wise, they were excellent. And like, yes, yeah, yeah, they yeah. did. They Garrett Wilson had a Herculean catch. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I was so far right about the Buffalo bills, hot take, excuse me, guys, uh, spicy, spicy, spicy take. I think the, I'm back in on Jimmy G and the Raiders. I think the Raiders. I like oh, you think. On. Like you think the Patriots could go to the playoffs. I think that this is hot. This is hot. Like you think like you think the Patriots can sneak into the playoffs. I think Jimmy G could sneak into the playoffs. I'm never counting him out again. Right. We were just talking about how bad the Broncos are. They beat them by one point. The Broncos suck, but they went into Mile High and they won. And I, th- I, dude, Jimmy G just wins, bro. 
I think those are two team. pretty mid teams, both of them. Like neither will be the bottom three teams in the NFL, in my opinion. They might be neither... picking back to back in the draft. Yeah, <laughs> at like the eight and nine spot, dude. Like what? <laughs> totally. And I guess what? I wouldn't be shocked because that's where I had them. But I also now wouldn't be shocked if Jimmy G went to the playoffs. Um, all right. Let's close it out. A little fantasy football talk. Nick, what did you want to discuss from the weekly waivers? Yeah, so I mean, there's some guys out there, and I'll just I'll just throw it at you if you would uh, consider picking them up or not, um, mm-hmm. because week one, as most people know, it's probably the hottest time to overreact on people on the waiver wire, right? Because guys you've never heard of go off, and guys that you didn't think that were gonna go off did, and um, you know, of course, there's injuries that happen. So um, I'll pull up my screen here, and we can look and see. Um, what the options are lovely so we'll start off with your boy kendrick Bourne, the Mm. new New england patriots he had a nice big game i think he had two touchdowns um i believe it was like six catches right for 64 yards and two touchdowns. is this a guy that you are picking up on the waiver wire or we need to wait and see um quick motion parker in this game Mm-hmm. So. Very, very big, very big point. I want to throw a quick motion. Can we call this one puff, 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 or pass? Like puff, puff, like you're really smoking it. Yeah. Puff, like yeah. maybe, and pass, like you're passing. Sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to puff Kendrick Bourne. Like, I'm not not like looking into him. Like, hey, look, six catches, 60 yards, and two touchdowns. Like, I know Devontae Parker's not playing, but that still holds dividends to me on a good Philadelphia Eagles defense. Yeah. Um, but I'm not like I again, it's also it is week one. And unless I have an unfortunate injury like Rogers or Dobbins in a roster spot opens up, I'm not necessarily dropping one of the guys I drafted. Got it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a puff, too. I, I don't think I'm ready to puff puff, but also not ready to pass yet. We'll see what happens. I mean, maybe he's Mac Jones' fair target. Mm. I'm going to move it down to can my I, boy. Can I, can I just weigh in real yeah, quick? Go ahead. go ahead. Sorry. I am hardcore passing that (laughs) you will if you pick him up this week (laughs) you will be dropping him in two weeks this is not an offense that will be highly proficient in the air and he threw a a touchdown to a guy i like a lot more because of the positional value on this offense hunter henry who's further Mm -hmm. down there if you want to take a a gander to a pat that's the guy that i would look for not kendrick Bourne. um well i just since we're we're talking about hunter henry Five catches, 56 yards, one touchdown. I mean, as we said, Mark Andrews was out last week. Kelsey was out, of course, as we know. Um, you know, I think the tight end position sometimes can get really, really thin. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a puff puff on on Hunter Henry. Puff puff. Yeah. If you need a tight end, of course. Puff yeah, puff he's, a good, in. he's a streamer guy. Like, you might as well take a shot because he might catch a touchdown. And in which yep. case, it, it becomes worth it at that point. Right. We'll move it back on up, though. Probably my favorite guy of the entire week, Puka Nakua. He's the guy that everyone was talking about to replace Cooper Cup. And 10 receptions on 15 targets, 119 yards. I don't even care about all this. I'm looking at 15 targets here. Matt Stafford has goo-goo eyes for Puka Nakua. I am hard puff puff, extra puff, picking him up. Hitting, hitting the bong um I'm, i'll do a puff puff dude has there ever been a quarterback in the history of the nfl that gets googly eyes like matt stafford like no way Tom. no no dude Sometimes, I, depending on the target no come on bro no way bro like no way dude, also like I, just for the namesake if you have a weak fantasy football team name 
Puka Nakua can change your world. I don't know Puka, what we Puka can Puka shells. Yeah, Puka shells, Nakua, something like that. Yeah. So we're all puff, puff, puff. Yeah. Puff, puff in it. Puff, okay. puff, puff. Uh, Rashid Shahid for the New Orleans Saints. Five catches, 89 yards, one touchdown. Had a couple carries too. Um, I'm a pass because I have a lot of weapons and I feel like I see his name every now and then, but I don't think it's consistent. I need to see him one more week, but I'm probably a puff. Like if I really need roster help, like he's a guy I'm looking, they're using him in a lot of ways and he was unbelievably effective. Yep. I think I'm a puff puff. I think if you're a lot of these guys, you're, you're picking them up and you're probably not starting them right away. They're probably living on your bench yeah. or you're streaming them in the flex. I think Rashida Shahid is the type of guy where he can have a big breakout game um, in comparison to Kendrick Bourne. Like they target him deep down the field. They get him involved in jet sweeps. Like Josh was saying, like he's kind of what we wanted LaVisca Chenault to be. And in the next three weeks until Alvin Kamara comes back, they didn't run Jamal Williams that heavy in this game. And I think that Derek Carr is going to, he's going to have a lot of attempts game in game out. I know Michael Thomas got a lot of targets. I know Olave got involved and had a great game. Uh, I like Shahid. I, I think it's worth taking a flyer on him. Mm-hmm. Mm, nice. nice. I like it. You. you sold me the pen, bro. We, go, <laughs> we, we always ask for the pen to be sold, but yeah, it's a good sell job. All right. We're going really Rams heavy. 2-2 Atwell. Also went over 100 yards for Matt Stafford. Six catches, 119 yards, eight targets. Are we believing it or are we keeping it to the side? Um, I think, well, first of all, I think they both guys have overtaken Van Jefferson. So all, sure. the Van, all the Van Jefferson hype pass. Um, I'll puff on him. I'll puff on him. Okay. He's the long ball guy. He's even the long ball guy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go, and then, Nick, you go third. Uh, so you can you can round us out here. I'm going to pass. I, I just think I need to see a couple more games of the Rams offense at full tilt. I think, again, he, he's got the Google eyes for Puka, and I th- Higby can get more involved. So I, I don't know. I don't know yet. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to pass, too. The other thing that worries me about just Rams receivers is just red zone. Um, you know, not Stafford didn't have any touchdowns that he threw. And the reason why is because they have an effective run game. Let's talk about Kyron Williams mm-hmm. running back. The, the running back, back yeah. had two touchdowns this weekend for the Rams, uh, 15 carries, 52 yards. What are we thinking? I'm puff puff. Um. I'm not as puff puff as I see for one of these guys that's a little lower, and I'm sure we're going to get to him. Yeah, I'm puff puff on Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly is going to be my waiver wire pickup this week. Yep. I, I, I agree. Okay. I think I'm more puff puff on Karen Williams. Uh, really? Yeah, Cam Akers had 20 carries for 22 yards. So I'm, <laughs> I just <laughs> had the opportunity. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, red zone effectiveness. You know, if you're scoring twice and they trust him to to tote the rock down there, I mean, he's going to get those opportunities a lot more than Cam. I mean, Cam got in once, but yeah, I mean, I think this team is really reliant on on their running backs to get in the end zone rather than passing it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. But let's let's talk about Joshua Kelly. We'll, we'll stay within the LA LA running backs, but to the Chargers, 16 carries, 91 yards on the ground, one touchdown, and. Look, Eckler also had a huge day, went over 100 yards. The team rushed for over 200 yards. And, Toss, you were saying to me on the couch when we were watching on Sunday, that's that Kellen Moore offense for you, right? That that one-two punch that he had two with Tony Paul and Zeke. Yeah, two backs. So, 
Uh, you know, I'm liking what I see out of Josh Kelly. You know, I mean, it took him some time to finally get to this point, but as you know, Chargers love to throw the the, the rock to running backs, and I know Joshua Kelly didn't have any receptions this week, but he could surely get in the mix next week. Yeah, I'm just FYI, I'm puff puff on him as well. Mm-hmm. But you're more puff puff on on one Williams, which honestly, like well, the twenty the twenty two for twenty two, um, a little Taylor Swift. Yeah, I don't know about you, is, is pitiful. But I will I will say in defense of uh, Josh Kelly, especially for this upcoming week, Austin Eckler is limping into this Sunday game, so I don't feel fantastic about that as an Austin Eckler owner. Um, but it certainly makes Joshua Kelly more appealing. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do two more. Yeah, okay. please. We'll do Zay Jones, Jacksonville Jaguars. Toss, you could take this one, bro. That was five catches, it. 55 yards, one touchdown on seven targets. I, he's just a good receiver. He was a third-round pick in the draft. He had an unfortunate circ- second-round pick. Excuse me. Thank you, Joshua. I needed that correction. Uh, it helps my argument. Uh, <laughs> he's He's highly skilled. He is a target that Trevor Lawrence likes a lot. He caught a touchdown pass. I'm not surprised if he's lining up there and Calvin Ridley, who now we've seen one game of tape. Guess what? He is Calvin Ridley of old Nick. Congratulations for having him in multiple fantasy leagues. He will be taking a lot of attention, three fantasy leagues, as will Travis Etienne, as will Evan Ingram. Somebody else has got to eat as will Christian Kirk. And guess what? They run a lot of three wide receiver sets. They They run a lot of 11 man personnel. And I think Zay Jones is going to have a very successful year in fantasy and in real life. I like it. I'm a puff, but I'm gonna I'm gonna wait a little bit because they have a lot of weapons. Uh, with Nick, but also kudos to you, Toss. That was your guy. You called that. Like you, that was. Oh, I have to. I will do the math, and next time we all get together, um, I will do our week one PPR of our teams. I will announce that. Oh, nice. This week. Nice. Yes. I'm gonna throw one more out there. Okay. Please. Um, there are some names on here, but I'm gonna throw Justice Hill in there because, as we mentioned. Dobbins did go down eight carries for nine yards, but two touchdowns. What do we think about this? Cause I think a lot of people are going to want to know is, is he going to be a guy that's going to be effective in the run game? Is he going to get a, a volume of carries? You want to go first, Alex? Yeah, I'll go first. I'm going to pass. Um, they have a guy named Gus Edwards on their team who I think easily could have two, three touchdowns on the ground next, next game. They also have a guy named Lamar Jackson, who wasn't asked to utilize his legs as much in this game, but in the red zone, always can't. They also have a guy named Mark Andrews, who did not play in this game, who is a favorite uh, red zone target for Lamar Jackson. The work and volume in the second half um, was not enticing enough for me. I think, you know, they're probably going to bring another guy. Who was it? Tyson Williams last year that they got involved in for about two games. He looked fantastic. And then he got cut in like week six. So I, I just, I don't trust... Ravens running backs, um, and they can't stay healthy either. So you never know what's going to happen. Knock on wood, they all stay healthy. I want that for them, but I'm going to pass on him. I am. Yeah, I'm with you too. I think Gus Edwards is going to be the guy there. They have Melvin Ingram, who they'll bring up in the practice squad probably ahead of week week uh, two. Um, and they said I was just looking over here. They just said to confirm. They said that they're going to handle it internally. Like they're not going to go for external help. They're not going to look into Jonathan Taylor. They're not going to look into Leonard Fournette. They're not going to look into Cream Hunt. So they're going to keep it in the in, in the wheelhouse with with the guys they have going, which these guys get hurt all the time. So it's a little it's a little confusing for me again. Um, Melvin Gordon, by the way, yeah. So really? Mel- good for him. Melvin Gordon, yeah, off the practice squad, he'll be there. Yep, got it. 
Um, yeah, these are the names that I threw out there because I think these are the ones Beautiful. that are worth consideration. Obviously, there's so many other guys out there that had nice weeks that you could probably think about picking up, but um, these are the ones that I actually had questions on. Rice. Yeah. I need help, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe Rasheed Rice. We'll see. I mean, it's kind of a, a gong show in Kansas City with the receivers and their, their hands. Maybe I'll try out for them. Um, but yeah, these are the the options available, and and the Ryan is a bad dog owner league. <laughs> I will I will say the one other guy that I oh, want to mention for anyone who needs running back help. Um, if you did have Jacob Dobbins, I, go go pick up Kenny Gainwell. Kenny G, I, he had the most carries on that team. DeAndre Swift was seldomly involved. Rashad Penny was a healthy scratch. Um, they played a really really good rushing defense uh in the new england patriots that will not be the case every single week and i think as of now uh, until they do something with their room and play rashad penny who i actually have stashed in a couple of leagues um i think kenny g is going to get the the bulk of the carries i do want to give i do want to give some kudos uh you gave nick his kudos for calvin ridley i'll echo that um you were the one that stood fast and stood hard on that and that paid off week one toss you were really you you were on kenny kenneth gainwell um, earlier in the, in the, in the off season. So that combined with, um, Zay Jones, good for you. And I also threw out a Brandon Ayuk, uh, on our Instagram, like a reel. I just like, whatever, just to get in, like, I just chat GBT the, uh, <laughs> the, the, like the paragraph and everybody in the college league was like roasting me. Like, Oh, you use chat GBT for your Instagram captions. This is BS really good analysis, bro. Like really good pick of Brandon Ayuk. He's going to kill it. Brandon Ayuk, like two touchdowns. Everyone's like, oh my God, like, God damn it. Like, Brandon, like obviously yeah. he's the one. That, I mean, but bro, he's like, we, I legitimately thought he was going to be, we all thought he was going to be a really good sleeper. <sighs> he was on my bench and that kept me from winning a game, um, unfortunately. And look, I, I'm not going to make that mistake again, but I just really needed him to prove it to me that he's actually going to be, you know, a guy that deserves to be on my starting roster. I mean, I, I started Garrett Wilson, Calvin Ridley, and Chris Godwin over him. Those are three guys that you know a lot of people probably would have questions starting as well. Yeah. Um, so I think next week going forward, I'm going to have to take out Godwin, and I'm going to have to put in Brandon Ayuk. Good problem to have, though, dude. Yeah, I, I, shout out to Tracy Sandler, who has been on the show before. Y'all, who, Whoever's listening, y'all have heard her mm-hmm. voice before. Trace. She texted me, and she said, she loves Debo. She she loves she loves every single player on the 49ers. She just but loves, bro. She texted me and she said that Brandon Ayuk is headed for superstardom. And as good as Debo is, Brandon Ayuk is better. And I think that's meaningful. Wow. She's a beat reporter for the team. Um, so to me, I mean, that was a massive signal. And I, I am in the same boat as you, Nick. I didn't start him, but I will be starting him this week. And we did not mention in our young quarterbacks – and I didn't really make a steadfast point on what I was right about. I'm right about my guy, Brock, who I said way, way last week. I've always been a Brock Purdy believer, and he was he was the most impressive young quarterback, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence yeah, is in year three, so I take him out of consideration. But if rookies and year two QBs, Brock Purdy, he's the guy right now. And, and until there's another one, before we, before we sign off, it was everyone's record this week in fantasy football. I went one and two. I went, I won. When, you guys beat me, so you guys are a team together, so that's one of your wins. Fuck yeah, G. Rogers homered. Um, that's Manny, not good. Ma- Manny Machado, that's, sorry, that's dude. Manny, Manny Machado, can, thank you. Can we close it out? What, what is your record? <laughs> oh, sorry. I just I went to go look at my phone. I, I, don't, I don't remember. Um, 
one and oh two and oh three and oh and then my other dynasty league i with tucker i won so four and one i was four and two. Oh, four and two believe i lost Jeez, six leagues yeah crazy talk technically nick you're part of the tcs team but we so can that's another that's uh, another l for you too my friend <laughs> but i had a lot of i had a lot of w's this weekend so i'll, I'll take it yeah, yeah. Well, what was your record one and two one and two. One and two. All right, cool. Six leagues, very fun stuff. Um, good gentlemen, we will see you guys Thursday for the next show. Excellent stuff. Get we're praying for Aaron Rodgers, uh, hoping for the best, but really electric win by the New York Jets. Uh, fans out there, hit your free throws because they're free. We'll see you guys next time. Hook and Bijan. Hook and Bijan, baby, killed it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.